Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Knocked Conscious. I'm here with a friend, a newly acquired friend, a recent friend. His name's Frankie J. Uh, he does have a podcast, and he's got a couple causes that he supports. Uh, Frankie J and I uh, kind of cross paths on Twitter. Um, we actually did an episode on suicide. We each did an episode on suicide and mental health. Uh, and we posted them a day apart. So somehow we crossed paths. We ended up chatting through Twitter. We had a little Zoom conversation last week, and now uh, we're we're having a conversation with him today. Frank, you over there? I am here. Welcome, thanks man. For ha- thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm honored. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. Like it's it's such a synchronous event how how this all came together. So what I what I found awesome is like you have a really interesting story about like what you're going through in your life, what you've been through. And what you're, how are you using that going forward to help others? So I'd love for you to just kind of give me a little background about who you are and, and uh, where you're from and all the good stuff, like, and how you got to kind of what you're doing and, and what's going on. Yeah, sure. Um, I'd be more than happy to do that. I, um, I'll try to keep it brief because, you know, there's 42 years of uh, stories in there. So what I'll do is try to give you a condensed version. Uh, born and raised in Buffalo, New York. I've been here over 38 years. I'm 42, like I said. And throughout my whole life, it was a very toxic environment growing up, abusive, uh, very just hostile, angry, physically violent, mentally, emotionally abusive. And throughout my whole life, excuse me, I endured a lot of abuse. My family endured a lot of abuse. And growing up and finally being able to get out of that, at the age of 16, I was on my own and did what I had to do to get through life, worked hard jobs and got, you know, <clears throat> through life as much as I could, as, as best I could. And, and got myself balanced out to a point where I could call myself my own, my own adult. And then a couple of years ago, I was having some physical problems. And as you and I were discussing the other night, I played hockey a few nights a week and I started feeling some weird physical problems. And uh, actually three days before I, before I turned 40, excuse me, I was diagnosed with what's called progressive relapsing multiple sclerosis. That's a very hard word to pronounce, by the way. Yes. Sclerosis, right? (laughs) Yeah. That's why we call it. I think it's actually easier to spell than say. It's really weird. Uh, yeah, I would have to agree with you there. (laughs) I had to practice saying my own disease, but, um, to, to find something like that out, it was, uh, two, one, a couple of things happened. One, I got answers Two, I got scared. And when you get told that you have a disease that's degenerating and there's no cure for it, it kind of changes the way you you look at life. And what I did with it, instead of letting it beat me up and put me down, is I embraced it. I accepted everything that the doctors told me, and I decided that I was going to do something about it. And last year, I actually um, worked for a local township that I live in, and I was doing mason work, ended up hurting my elbow and was put out of work on, you know, workers' compensation and decided that instead of sitting around and sulking, that I was going to finally give back. And I decided to do a podcast. And what, why I say I wanted to do a podcast was about five and a half years ago, I had a severely disabled brother who had seizures and all kinds of stuff going on. He had seizures on a daily basis. Sometimes he would stop breathing. And it just so happened that I was living at home for a short period and he had a seizure and stopped breathing and I had to perform CPR on my own brother. Fortunately for me, I was a trained EMT and firefighter at the time and 
trained or not, he passed away in my hands. And at that point, I went on a downward spiral and decided alcohol would be my best friend. So and this my, is after you were diagnosed? Um, that already, was actually correct? Before, or right nope, before? Okay. Uh, that was actually shortly before I was diagnosed. Okay. Yeah, I'm just I'm just asking because I just want to, sh- you know, kind of get the understanding of how, you know, how circumstances in one's life can affect you, obviously, in, in one one or one way or another, right? Oh, yeah. And what was happening with me uh, specifically is I was having problems even before my brother died. I was having mental issues and, you know, PTSD, anxiety, depression, uh, sleep disorder, all kinds of things that weren't officially diagnosed, but I was having the problems. Yeah, and you, had, the, you had symptoms of it for sure. Oh, yeah. And and the physical problems were there and no doctor could figure out what was going on. And, you know, doctors these days, they think everybody's looking for pills. And I actually wasn't. I was looking for answers. In any event, it all kind of just kind of fell in line that way. And after my brother died, the downward spiral, I, you know, tried a couple times to do the, the worst thing imaginable. I And we did a show on it, suicide. And thank you know, the good Lord above that. He decided it wasn't time for me, and I got my act together, haven't had a drink in five years, and as of last year, decided that I wanted to start giving back as another level of my self-treatment and a, a way for me to share my story in hopes of helping others to maybe not have that happen to them or to be able to prevent it. That's really awesome, man, and congratulations on five years. That's like a huge accomplishment. Yeah, it's it's hard at first, but uh, you know, oddly enough, I, you know, I can't speak for everybody, and and I speak for myself here. I I don't crave a drink anymore. I don't think I ever did. Looking back, I think it was more of a fit in, and it was an outlet. But looking back, I never really enjoyed it because it always made me sick. I never felt good the next day, but then I'd go out again. So, yeah. well, I, in my I'm, opinion, it would be me. It's my opinion that a lot of. Uh, a lot of substance use, abuse, whatever misuse, uh, comes from trauma, right? So you're, you're really masking, you're basically putting a bandaid on a broken arm and it, it's like the alcohol doesn't, isn't the problem. The alcohol is the effect of the trauma because you're masking the trauma and exactly. then under alcoholic influence, you might make a decision or two that aren't the best and then it snowballs, right? Well, for me, it was, uh, you know, growing up in a toxic household, it was yeah. a way for me to mask it, like you said, and it just kind of carried over into the the portion of my life where my brother passed away. And then at that point, you, you've, I, me personally, I felt alone. I didn't feel like anybody understood. Nobody got the significance of it, doing CPR on a family member and not to get too graphic, but when you're in the heat of things, there's not time to pull out one of those little they, I'm not, I can't remember what they call them, but it's a little mask that you put between the lips of the person that you're going to do mouth to mouth on. Mm-hmm. And it was my brother and I didn't have one of those. And I just, I did mouth to mouth. It was my brother. And right. there's nothing to describe <laughs> the, the feeling and taste of bodily fluids coming back up into your mouth and something like that. You'll never forget. I've accepted it. I'll never forget it. It's like being sprayed by a skunk, something I'll never forget. And alcohol was my answer at that point, even though I knew it was wrong and it wasn't helping, it was helping me because it was always there. Right. Yeah. That's, that's the thing is like you said, five years, you don't crave. And it's my opinion that 
you started doing work on yourself mentally. Exactly. And that, that craving goes away. Cause for me, for mine, it was food. Uh, and oh, I know yeah. you, I know you listened to my episode, but basically my, mine was food. So my emotional crutch I'd eat. I never, it wasn't a drinking thing. It wasn't anything else other than food. That was my comfort. So, and then once I addressed that, things changed very quickly. Yeah, and it's, and it's really interesting how much the mental side of things uh, affects your physical well-being. Uh, you're just what you do physically as well. Well, what I've learned in the you know last five and a half years of you know very very in, intense therapy, uh, group therapy sessions, uh, I even went as far as doing what's called ECT treatments, and that's AKA electric shock treatment. And what the idea is is to induce a forty-five second seizure on purpose while you're under anesthesia to kind of juggle up the brain and do almost like a computer reboot, if you will. Yeah. And it's interesting. I saw a tweet with someone who was about to go under ECT and I tried to at you on Twitter and, and your at didn't work or something. So oh, really? Oh. Uh, if I find that, maybe I can share it via direct message. But uh, someone was was actually doing ECT therapy. I thought directly of you because we had that conversation last week. Yeah, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because when I tell people about that, the first thing that comes to mind is Jack Nicholson in that movie that he was in. And yeah, One Flew Over Cuckoo's Nest, right? Exactly. Nurse and, Ratchet and everything? Yeah. yeah. Uh, funny thing, I never saw that movie. <laughs> I, I don't never, think I've seen it all the way through either. I'm going to be honest. I'm not a Jack Nicholson fan. The only okay. movie I really cared for him in was Departed. There you go. That was good. That was a good movie. Good true story. but um, Yeah, really good story. Yeah, definitely. I like the mobster stories and I'm a sucker for the true stories, but um, there, there's a bad taste in people's mouths with, with electric shock therapy, but with the way technology has come along and different uh, techniques and methods, I felt confident. My psychiatrist, who I've worked with very closely for the last five years, I trust him completely. And, and that's another thing. I, I don't mean to kind of switch gears, but when, when you get into receiving mental health, you know, help or anything like that, you got to feel comfortable with who you're talking to. And I went through a variety of different people before I found the few that I was comfortable with to be able to accept what they were offering me. So that's a very important thing. I have to mention that. Yeah. But um, after that happened and I trusted. Yeah, so after the electroshock, right? How long ago was that? That was actually last summer. I went okay. through about 21 treatments and they do it three days a week. It's it's a, you have to do it three days a week, every other day. And you have to do it for a, it's a, it's a, it's a cycle. So you do it for, you know, 10 days and then you wait 10 days and then another 10 days, so on and so forth. And you do it as long as you feel you need to. And I will never forget the time I woke up after anesthesia and I just, felt that I was good. I didn't need it anymore at that point. And I've gone forth since then. And, you know, I have my good days, my bad days. And, but I have tools now I have resources, I have therapists and I have people that are on my side and I accepted them on my side for the first time five years ago when I didn't prior to that. Yeah. So you're coming out of that and you're getting help. Did, did the electroshock therapy help you? It, did, it, did you find it, benefits from it? Oh, absolutely. It, it, um, there's goods and there's good things about it, and there's bad things about it. So the good I've things heard of, of an, I've heard of a light treatment where they uh, flash different lights and strobe. Like uh, they do that a lot for PTSD people. Have, have you ever yep. looked into that? Yep, I actually attempted that, and then what that's called is EMDR, and that's yes. uh, rapid that's eye right. movement treatment. And what they do 
is they do a interview process on you, more of an intelligence gathering, if you will, where the therapist will gather certain kinds and certain methods of getting information out of you. And then months later, they'll uh, start asking you questions in a certain trained way because they go through training to be able to do that. And while they're talking to you and asking you certain questions in a certain way, they're moving a pencil and or a pen light and making you follow the light with your eyes. And the idea behind it is that with your rapid eye movement, it's triggering brain and you're actually reprocessing. And that wasn't enough for me. My case was critical enough that I had to go up to that next level, unfortunately. Okay. Did you find any benefit from the EMDR? A little bit, but okay. It but wasn't, like I said, it's like there's different, different levels, right? Everyone's different. Yeah. And my, my, I was a unique case. I mean, I had over 30 years of just pure hellaciousness of life and never getting the right support treatment. And it piled up into one just big mud pile. And by the time I got around to getting correct treatment, the only thing that I felt and my psychiatrist felt, and it was a team agreement that, ECT was the answer, and he is a firm believer in it because the idea behind it really is to get people off the pills and the medications. Which is awesome. I mean, that's a noble cause for sure because they have side effects, right? Oh, absolutely. I've been on medication most of my life, and since the ECT, I've been able to uh, cut those medications down almost in half, to be honest. Oh, wow. That's great. So, and that, so that's a current treatment. I mean, you would never, I'll be honest, I didn't know that electroshock therapy still continued uh, after, obviously after that kind of era, right? There was a big wave after One Flew Over's Cuckoo's Nest that like, you know, the taboo of it. Yeah, and that's the thing. Anytime I had mentioned it to anybody that had no idea about it, that I was going to do that, they immediately went right to that movie and, oh, you're going to get your brain fried. You're going to be, you know, you're you're going to regret that and trying to explain to people the significance of technology and the, um you know the the uh, what's the word i'm looking for the the development of that actual yeah the advancements of technologies right advancement yeah. yeah exactly and being able to you know study it a little bit prior to doing it i'm not going to you know i'm not going to try to lie to you i was a little little freaked out by it myself however I was trusting in my psychiatrist and had worked with him for quite some time prior to making that decision. And for me, it was a little easier than it would have been if somebody else tried to tell me years prior. So it worked out for me. That's awesome. I'm glad, I'm glad that, uh, that worked for you. So you come out of that last summer, correct? You said about a year ago. Yep. And then you have this, I don't know if it's an epiphany or it's something you've always wanted to do, but you start, putting together some kind of ways to help people. Well, what, what I was trying to actually do prior to doing a podcast is I was doing whatever I could do, trying to find a way to become some sort of advocate. Um, like I said, I had spent, you know, uh, about two months in the psychiatric ward after my attempts. And in there, there was a couple people that were in there as volunteers that had been there prior as patients. And they came back to, to help and to share and to just be there to talk. And those were the people I went to because they right. experienced some things that I experienced and, you know, story sharing and sharing stories and having things in common is sometimes the best treatment. So did you go and like kind of share your story with people to help them cope with their story or? 
Um, I never did uh, get my way in because COVID had started at that yeah. point. Yeah, this and, year has been weird, huh? Yeah, it's been a little goofy. And with, you know, with having, you know, the MS on top of it, I got to be a little bit more diligent on my, you know, going out into public places, especially a hospital. With, for you know, sure. underlying conditioning, having, you know, no immune system for the most part, because the medicine they give you for MS, believe it or not, suppresses your immune system on purpose. Oh, I can imagine. Well, it's so, so it doesn't explode, right? So it doesn't like scream out, right? It, it, exactly. Cause it's yeah. all, you know, it's all in balance between the brain and the nervous, you know, the service or the central nervous system. And yeah, I have brain. a little neuropathy, so I'm kind of a little familiar, obviously not to your level uh, in any way, but I'm, I'm familiar with like the nerve endings being awake for sure. Oh yeah. And, and, and like I said, I had to be a little bit more, you know, diligent and a little bit more cautious on, you know, wanting to push for that. And then, sitting around the one day I happened to just kind of be goofing around online and started listening to a couple of podcasts. And I'm like, you know, why don't I do that? And then I got a pad and a pen and started taking notes and started putting together some ideas, doing some research, doing some, you know, reading and developed what a year and a half later I have now going on. Nice. Yeah, it's so, awesome. Yeah. So you yeah, had that wouldn't. podcast launched, right? And that launched, what, January of this year or December? It actually launched over a year ago. But what oh, had okay. happened is um, as of January, this well, this last January, I changed the, the format completely and went strictly 100% mental health awareness and um, MS awareness and support. Well, do you want to share just the, uh, the name of it so that people can sure. find it for you? Sure. Uh, the show is called The T.O. and Frankie J Show. Um, I do have a co-host. He's uh, not able to to be present tonight. He's got a couple family issues that he's uh, taking care of himself. But uh, it's a, a good friend of mine and myself who played some hockey together back in the day. And <laughs> it's all my buddies. We all play yeah, hockey together. Yeah, I love hockey. I miss it. <laughs> I physically can't do it anymore, unfortunately. But um, he uh, got together with me and uh, decided to support my cause and. You know, it's all a learning process, and I'm certain you know that when you first start podcasting, you, you think it's going to be easy until you dive in. And it is such a learning curve, man. Oh, it's it's unbelievable! <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's and, funny. Like I did, I did a two part episode on the atrocities of the Catholic Church. Okay, and uh, it's probably the one of the most raw that we've done because it was like my it was my co host best friend growing up. That oh, was okay. a victim. Oh, so it was very, it was very raw for us. However, we just started podcasting, so I had no idea what to say. So the best content podcast has me saying real quick about 400 times every time yeah. I interrupted. And I put an end to that really quickly, actually. <laughs> that's, that's funny. So like that was, I, and you hear it. And we were going to make t-shirts that were like hashtag real quick. I mean, it was that bad. And it's, it's unfortunate because it, like you can't relive the emotion that I, when I heard that story the first time, you know what I mean? Like oh, you yeah. can't retell the story with the same energy. No, uh, for me, it was so raw and I just fucked it up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I said, I just, I just kept doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but you learn quickly. It's just a really steep curve. It, it sure is. And and it's funny because it was I was sitting around yesterday all by myself just got, and I actually didn't have the TVs on and I was sitting around and, and there's times where I like to sit. I'm actually in the middle of writing a memoir, too. 
Oh, okay, cool. I started that about six months ago, and there's times where I'll actually sit down and just write a little bit. And I was sitting around writing yesterday and the day before, and looking back at a year ago, I remember sitting at my kitchen table with a little laptop, an old Windows laptop that was probably just a little bit newer than XP, and a little $20 Bluetooth speaker. And that's how I started out podcasting. Okay. And it's come to... From that to my living room is a full-blown, full-built, functional studio now. It's crazy, right? It, it absolutely is. And, and yeah. just to see the, the growth. And, and like you said, it, when you, I don't know about you, but for me, I wanted to record about 14 days in a row, and I'd sit and I'd be ready. I'd have my notes, and I'd sit there, and I'd pump myself up, and I couldn't hit record. I just I thought I was ready, and I wasn't. And then one day, I just hit record. That's exactly how it happened for me, actually. Wow, we got a lot in common, my friend. Yeah, I mean, I I'd sit. I mean, I'm, I've got a one I'm trying to do for Friday, and I've got it's all ready to go. I just have to hit record, and I probably won't do it till Thursday tomorrow night. So, it's weird. You got to pump yourself up and it's get weird. ready for the game. It's funny though because once it started, it then the floodgates open that first one. But when like the changes for me is like, I'm doing it solo today and it's hard for me to do it alone. I like it with people. So, well, you got that's, me why, here. that's why I like to have you on, you know, to join yeah. us and have a nice conversation. So I just think it's a, uh, you know, and, and, and I'm a, you know, before all this happened to me, you know, like I said, I I've had quite a life, a lot of experiences. And for me, I, I wasn't very spiritual or, you know, I didn't really have a higher power. I don't like to get into religion, but I believe that there is a higher power out there for everybody and they just got to select which one they want to choose or they want to go with. My higher power kind of really just kind of jumped into me and made me understand real quickly that, you know, life is short and it's never too late to turn things around and do the right thing and share. And looking back on my story, it's it's an unbelievable one even to me and i lived it so for right. me to share it is is going to be a lot of stories down the road that are still to come and i can have a new story every day probably and i'm not exaggerating for the next 40 years there you go well that's what the memoir is for right <laughs> there's exact well the memoir is a little bit of a shortened version i <laughs> i don't want to have five thousand pages i want to keep it brief and 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 readable and not let you know i don't want people to put it down halfway through and be bored i want them to you know want to read more so i'm being picky about what i include how i include it how much i write about so it it all kind of goes back and you know in in the midst of all this stuff happening i was able to pull off two college degrees believe it or not congratulations that's awesome what are the degrees in psychology and criminal justice nice and oddly enough, I took every elective that I could outside of those two majors. I took public speaking, forensics. I took every little course, poetry, writing, college writing, novel writing. I took every elective that I didn't have to take. And finally, the college was like, there's nothing else for you to take. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Pretty much. And <laughs> that's rare. Usually they want to keep you. Yeah, I went for two associates versus going for one bachelor's, but I loved it. I loved What's wrong learning. With that? That's a great Nothing. thing. Yeah. I love learning. It's something that I've always thrived on is learning and keeping myself ahead of the curve the, the best I can. And the public speaking classes, the novel writing, the poetry writing, all those classes, social media classes, 
they all really kind of prepped me for what I'm doing now. So it's all kind of coming into place now. Looking it's funny back. finding the meaning, right? Like, yeah, hey, I'm taking this stuff. Oh, wow. Now I need it. Cool. Well, and that's just it. it. And, and that's where I was kind of bringing up the spiritual thing before. Like, everybody has a story and everybody's story is already figured out before that person even knows what it's going to be. And I learned to just go with the story and go with what each day brings me and do what my gut tells me to do that day. And for the last five years, that's what I've done. And hey, it sounds like out. it's working. Absolutely. And you and I didn't meet um, by accident, obviously. I don't think so, for sure, yeah. Um, we had the same topic, and it was a couple days apart, and we definitely met. Sir, it was one day apart. Let's not kid ourselves. Oh, okay. Because well, you well, released on Monday, and we did on Tuesday, I think. Correct. You're right yeah, on that. I did with Tony from uh, at, at MJ News Digest. So It's just a bizarre yeah. thing, and, and I believe in things happening for a reason, and you're just another person that I've added to my friends list now of people that have something in common with me. And when they say the phrase cut from the same cloth, we're cut from the same cloth and it's a microfiber. I hear it, man. I hear it. And that's the thing is like this podcast community is pretty amazing. There's I, you know, if, if you, if you look for positivity on Twitter or if you just try to like not look for the negative attack stuff, it's pretty nice. You just have to look in the direction of nice. You'll find it. And that's funny that you bring up Twitter because, and this is another thing that I, I, I have to bring up, but I actually didn't bring this up in our conversation the other night when we were on Zoom. Oh, we got a new topic. I like it. Let's do we it. We haven't, well, we have a new fact. Okay. I, I haven't been on Twitter in months. Oh, okay. I found um, Facebook a little bit more useful for me um, for you know, what I'm doing specifically. And just one day I decided to kind of pop on Twitter and throw a couple of my episodes out there. And you and I met like two weeks later. <laughs> there you go. And that's so, funny, right? It's like, Oh, what, what compelled you to do that? Right. So it's like I, I don't gut know. Feeling right. My like, gut told gut. me to go on. <laughs> yeah. I got my instinct, my gut, you know, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing. I would think Facebook would work really well for you because of groups, right? You can get, you can get into a lot of more groups and, and do that kind of stuff. Well, you know, for me specifically, Growing up in the town I live in, it's a very, you know, to a you know national level, it's a small town, and I've lived here 38 years. <clears throat> Grew up with most of the police officers, most of the, you know, kids I went to school with ended up working for the school district that I, you know, went to my whole life, and you, you get to know a lot of people, and then you get working for the town, and Facebook's a little bit it makes a little bit more sense because then you, you get more friends that know you and then friends that know your friends. And, and it seems to kind of spider out a little bit quicker and it worked a little bit better for me than Twitter. Twitter was never really something that I was real knowledgeable about. I got the hang of it, you know, eventually, but Facebook was always just a little bit more comfortable for me. And like I said, just a couple of weeks ago, when I threw that, episode list out on Twitter and you just happen to stumble upon it and it, it happened for a reason and I'm going to ride that wave into the shore. I love it. I really appreciate it. Yeah, so it's been a pleasure. <laughs> it definitely has been awesome. And it is fun connecting with people because um, it's, it's, it is interesting if you, if you just open yourself to that, whatever it is, like, like you said, I, I'm not a religion guy because I think man screws up 
what it really is. I mean, we mm-hmm. interpret it and then we tell other people, but I, I, I think it's different for everyone, first of all, because it just like we're diverse. I think the way we perceive things is diverse, but um, there, Great point. there's gotta be something there. And I, I still don't know if it's the whole quanta quantum mechanics thing or if it's a separate thing, you know? So it, yeah. it's interesting though. It, it's so intriguing to go down that rabbit hole all the time. Yeah, it definitely is. And a couple of years ago, I watched uh, a DVD called the secret. Yeah. It's about the law of attraction. And I don't want to say I a hundred percent bought into it because I do believe horoscopes make you believe that you're part of that. It's, it's like, a horoscope makes everybody who reads that horoscope, it relates to them in some way. Right. And oh, absolutely. It's just broad enough to cover myriad everything. topics. Yeah, for sure. But I do believe in that because I'll never forget the day I was in this one college class and the class, it was one of those classes where the teacher wasn't really fun. He was always in a bad mood. He, he just, he. I mean, and, and all of us, students were in the classroom prior to him arriving we're all in a good mood we're all chip you know chirping talking you know being students and then as soon as he walked in that room it felt like a heavy cloud just sucked the wind out of the room and everybody got into a sour mood and i believe in the law of attraction because what you put out is what you're going to receive and i do believe in that because you know how they say yawning is contagious yeah I do believe that too, because when you start yawning, the whole room starts yawning. So absolutely, yeah. I do believe. Even in saying t- the word is actually subconsciously uh, makes you do it. It's it, there are very few people who can resist it right now. Yeah, if no, we say it, the word yawn right now, yawn. everyone yeah. listening right now is yawning. Well, I don't think so because we're quite entertaining <laughs> to say the least. We haven't even played our <laughs> halftime show yet. <laughs> stay tuned (laughs) so so yeah i totally get it and what's interesting for me with the law of attraction is i i actually kind of look at it the other way the other side of the coin is i don't think you attract i think you align so i think like everybody's on their let's just say frequency is the best way to say it because i I don't know another word to use but right so you're on an a and i'm on a c and that person's a g well, where I've seen the law of attraction is you shifting your frequency from a C to a G, and now you're seeing all the G's. Oh, yeah, you're right. So it almost kind of like it emerges from you changing, not you causing change, like you bringing attraction to you. You're actually the one being the change. No, you know what? And that's a great point because you're right. Because if I change the way I'm behaving, we learned that in therapy too. You can't change who you are. You are who you are. However, you can change how you behave and how you act towards others. Everything is a choice and you have control of it. It's just a matter of how you get control of it. And for me, it was, you know, I always picked the hard way, but, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I thought, you know, getting arrested. There's no fun in the easy way. No, there's not. And, you know, looking back, if I wouldn't have done it the way I, I did it, I wouldn't be here today. And that's the truth. That's awesome thing. So you start these podcasts. Now I understand that you also have some merchandise, but they're going to some causes, right? Oh yeah, I do. I actually tell us about um, that. Yeah. It's funny that you brought that up because, um, a cool thing is I, I took a marketing class too. <laughs> um, what you I hit did like is, every angle of college, pretty much. Um, like I said, they were pretty much when I'd go to the registration office, they had my picture up at the entrance. I, um, 
for the first round of podcasting going back, you know, before this past January, I did uh, a first print of shirts and it was a very just generic shirt, white shirt, black print. And I only printed 30 of them because I didn't know how it was going to go. And they went really quick. So I was like, oh, geez. And then when my partner and I decided to start a new format here this past January, I said to him, why don't we, why don't I, you know, being the host, I designed a shirt and I, it took me a while. It took me weeks and I'm a huge Buffalo Bills fan, Bills Mafia. And I decided to put a shirt together that represented my city, my town, and it's red, white, and blue. So our show logo is on the front and red and white the shirt is royal blue and then on the back i have a big green ribbon that says mental health awareness and they all just work the colors work so i have series one it looks kind of like like the back would be like almost seattle seahawksy yeah you're right in in its way the green and blue like yeah everybody could be comfortable with it yeah and it's not anything that would you know represent anything but mental health awareness and if you're a bills fan it's just kind of a bonus but um so i have my giants i mean oh yeah i'm looking at it right now it could be them uh houston texans even yeah it's got it's got a lot of applications on the nfl it's it's very neutral and i did that for a reason because i'm a big um i i love my country too and uh red white and blue represents our country it represents the bills and it's a red white and blue is almost a color that everybody can use in their own life to their teams or their whatever it's one of those things like a horoscope and it took me a while to design this shirt and and i and it i did that on purpose because i wanted it to be perfect so series one i only printed 30 and then i decided to print 50 of series two so the idea behind it was to whoever purchased one of these shirts and and just so everyone's aware a portion of the proceeds do go to local charities here around my city in the way of mental health ms and even autism and we'll say in the buffalo area just in, in the buffalo easy. area yeah. oh yeah yeah in the buffalo area i i should have mentioned that. just to make it easy for everybody oh yeah no i i always forget to mention let's that. well let's take a step back i mean the bills mafia oh, is geez. highly highly charitable oh jesus awesome yes. people so like hey this might be a way to help pay back right so oh, if absolutely. someone's listening to this um, if you ever listen to what the Bills Mafia does, for example, on the charity side, they donate money on behalf of quarterbacks on opposing teams, for example. I mean, mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing. So so if you are listening to this and you want to get this, you know, uh, Frankie will tell you how to get everything. But I, oh, I yeah. definitely think it's great because I think what Buffalo does is pretty cool. Um, yeah. And, you know, I it's funny because I've been a Bills fan since I can remember. And when I was a young child, age uh, back in 1987, my uncle, my mother's half of the family, he knew of all the abuse and the toxicity in my household and that I didn't really have a father. So he kind of took that role on. And to get me out of the house at least once a week, he bought me season tickets for the Buffalo Bills every year from 1987 until 1993. Very cool. And that's all the, the, and that was all during the four years they went, right? Yes, sir. I was at the greatest comeback game. I was at the AFC Frank Reich game. Yep. Oh my gosh. Uh, oh, that game wasn't even against televised. Houston, right? 38-3 yep, at halftime, I think. Yep. Uh, wild well, it was card. as bad as 38-3 or something. Uh, I can't, I think it was 38-3. It was a wild card playoff and yeah. it was probably the first Bills home game that wasn't televised. Cause I don't know if you recall back in those nineties that they had a sellout policy yep. that you had to sell out to, to be played there. Yep. Even yep. playoffs. It was weird. And when Jim Kelly got hurt, 
everybody just thought we were going to lose automatically and, and, the, and the game didn't sell out. And I'll never forget being at that game and watching people leave just in floods. They were walking up the aisles. The stadium was almost half empty by halftime. And when they started coming back, because tailgating here in Buffalo, like you had mentioned, Bill's Mafia, people are in the parking lot four days before the game. Oh, yeah. And they're partying. And they are there until three days after the game, until they sober up. So tailgating here in Buffalo is part of the you know experience in itself and you know people were leaving they were outside and when they were listening to the game on the radio and they started to hear the bills come back security wasn't letting them back in because the policy is once you leave you're out yeah people started jumping fences oh yeah trying to get back into it yeah oh i can imagine how crazy that was because oh i i was in there i'm in phoenix right so oh okay right uh, i was here during oklahoma oklahoma versus uh boise state Okay. Remember the Statue of Liberty play where they came back in the Fiesta Bowl or whatever and, and won? Not a huge college fan, but oh, yeah. I do remember that play. That turnaround, whole yep. people left and were like, it's over. And mm-hmm. I remember that. Like, you know, yeah. so many places where they could they just left in droves. Yeah. And then they're they're fighting and scratching to get back in. Well, it's you know, it uh that movie I was talking to you about the other night, any given Sunday. When uh, El Pacino makes that comment, four seconds is a lifetime. It really is. It in is. The NFL. It's not over till that it's last crazy. until that last buzzer. I mean, four seconds in like the NBA is like four hours. It, it sure is, is unbelievable. It, of time. it sure is. It sure is. <laughs> but um, it's so. funny because one of the very you know first games I was at was when the Bills beat the Miami Dolphins for the AFC East Championship, and it was the first time in years that they had won something. And I was about 35 rows up from the field and the end zone. I was in the end zone right, right above like the corner side of the tunnel where the players came in and out and people just started rushing the field, ripping the field goal post down. You had 86,000 people rushing the field. Oh, that's crazy. And the one guy, there's a historic picture and there's this one guy in a, you know, in a very traditional Carhartt bib overall outfit he sat right next to me when he's in that historical picture. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So you're like next, you're like a famous adjacent. Yeah. And actually there's a couple of pictures <laughs> where you can actually see me sitting in my seat because oh, they had the cool. cameras on the, on that specific end zone. But I was at that game. I was at the greatest comeback game. I was at the 51 to three blowout over the Raiders to go to the Super Bowl. I, I was at all of the games and I was there with 400, thousand other people even though the stadium only held eighty six thousand. right right i know what you mean for sure everyone was there <laughs> so um so the podcast stuff it addresses mental health right it, yeah 100 um 100%. it's mental health awareness and i i offer our audience a set of ears and a 24 7 uh capability of messaging us and I don't guarantee. Can you give us that information so that they can sure. get a hold of you if they uh, if they do yeah. feel like they need to talk or reach out? Absolutely. Um, our Facebook is just T O and Frankie J, so it's just T O space Frankie J, and that's F R A N K Y as in yellow J. So T O Frankie J, that's our Facebook. Now and is it T period O period or is it T O? Just teal without the so, periods. Okay, just want to without make sure. the periods. Okay. Yep, and I'll actually uh, go on your Twitter and put that on there for yeah, you. Yeah, and if you would give me the if you email me the link, I'll add it to the. Oh yeah, notes. for sure, no problem. I'm happy to but, do um, that. So just yeah, but I'd love for you to just share this with everyone so when they're sure. listening, they can 
they can look absolutely oh yeah so we we do um offer a set of ears i never guarantee miracles but what i do guarantee people is that i'll listen and i will do whatever in my power to lead them in the right direction or help them or talk to them and you know what 90 percent of the time sometimes all people need is to talk that is correct you wouldn't believe the amount of people that have uh told me that i've helped them and all i did was talk to them for an hour yeah i wanted i wanted to ask you about that actually because circling back we got a little sidetracked but that's always a good thing because that's what Mm -hmm. this show's about Mm -hmm. um (laughs) you do you have a direct story of someone you know you don't have to use a name or anything but do you ever get a message of someone that listened to the show and Mm -hmm. and and uh got just felt good or or changed something in them um, I actually got a few of those. I, I'd um, love for you to share one or two of those sure. stories because, you know, that that's what this is about. I mean, we, we want to help and it's great to know that other that you are helping. Right. And, and I'd love for more feeling. people to help. But a lot of people, I think, don't help because they don't know if they can help. And I well, think that people have a lot more in them than than they think they do. So well, I prove that to myself because everybody has this. Uh, built-in rule that they have to have some sort of doctorate or license or certificate to be able to help somebody. And I'm a firm believer in anybody can help anybody at any given time. And I've been just kind of putting random posts up here and there on Facebook and just having general conversations. And once in a while, somebody will message in that I I don't even remember talking to because I talked to so many people and they're like, Oh, thank you for helping me by the way that night. And you were such a great help. And I've been so great ever since then. And, and what a feeling that is you almost get goosebumps and chills up your spine. And I don't want to say I'm a crier, but you get those teary eyes like, Oh my God, somebody actually, I helped somebody and my cause is actually working, yeah, but um, sure. I'm, we're always available and our, our messenger is always there. You can reach us at the T.O. and Frankie J show at gmail.com. And that's just spelled out. No dots, no spaces, no periods. Just the T.O. and Frankie J show at gmail.com. Once again, yeah. Frankie, F-R-A-N-K-Y. Y is in I-E. yellow. Yeah. Yep. And um, that's our email address. We got T.O. and Frankie J. And then it's at T.O. and Frankie J-S-H-1 for Twitter. So at T.O., it's all one word, no spaces. Um, again, I will send you an email with all these links so that you yeah, can please. provide them to your yeah, audience. Absolutely. And but um, um, like I said, like I'd love for you to share share if you could share one of those personal stories. That would be so awesome. Sure. Uh, um, I, because like like to our points is this is to inspire people to help, right? Like this is beyond. Yes. I I'm blessed just to be able to do this. If I could help one one person, that's all I care about. So knowing that you help someone and that story might inspire someone else to, you know, maybe take, take more time to help someone. Well, you know, and and it's all about, um, if you, if you just make yourself available first and foremost, and the big thing is, um, and, and I have a problem with this too, is just zipping it and, and sealing the lips and letting somebody else talk. Once you do that and you allow somebody just to vent, talk, express how they feel, and you can actually turn around and tell them that you, legitimately understand and you have experienced that um i have one particular young lady that's messaged me on a regular basis now for well over a month and a half i talked her off of a ledge at 3 a.m she was ready to kill herself wow and i she was called scared. you from the ledge or what or she tell called us, tell us the story i'd love to hear she that. yeah she called me she was in her bedroom and she had uh 
uh, what do you call it, radiator fluid. And she had it mixed with a drink and she was ready to drink it. And I called her on the messenger phone portion of yeah. that app. Yeah, and absolutely. I, I sat there and I talked to her for about two hours. And by 530, she was laughing. She was giggling, crying at the same time. And we've kept in touch ever since. And that's my one success story that will always stick with me because I was in that situation and I didn't have anyone to talk to. If I would have had me, I think I would have been okay. But <laughs> and, uh, and and to your point, and and please don't take this the wrong way, but if you if you'd had any anyone, you probably would have been okay. I mean, and, to and your point, just you just need an ear, right? I mean, we we don't need to be professionals here. We, no. we just need caring is the only degree you need in this case. And that's absolutely correct. And you know what? One big line I always use, and it's been used before for multiple campaigns and multiple different situations, is we're all in this together. And Yeah, for sure. Nobody's better than anybody else. We're all in this together. We're all human. We all got two eyes, two ears, two hands to start life with. And at the end of the day, we all bleed red. We all, you know, breathe oxygen. And it doesn't matter how much money you have, how much money you don't have. At the end of the day, for me to be able to provide that young lady with two hours of my time that I definitely had and to be able to save her life and to get her to feel better about her life moving forward, I felt like that just outdid any accomplishment I've ever done. And it was really special for me. And that'll always last for me. And we'll we'll look at it this way, right? How long ago was this? That was about two and a half months. I want to say about two months ago. Two hours for at least two and a half months. I think that's a fair trade, right? I mean, like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and obviously it's going to extend, but I'm just saying right now on its face, you've already, you're already yep. reaping the rewards. You're already getting the icing. Yeah. You know? And I keep track of people that I message with because um, we have well over 4,300 friends. So when I do have a very in depth conversation with somebody, I jot their name down on a, a ledger that I have. And I keep track and there'll be times at night where I have nothing to do. And I'll just kind of check in with people. Hey, how you feeling? How you been? You know, just to kind of just let them know that I still care. It wasn't just a one-time deal. I'm here as long as I can be here. Yeah. That's really great. Yeah. I mean, it's, good feeling. it's amazing to, to be able to feel that, that you, that you were able to do that for someone. And like, I hate to say it, it is all in a weird way. It's not selfish, but it does. It, there's a self gratifyingness to it or you know what I mean? Well, not I, a bad, it's not as long as it's not intentional. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm not doing it for that reason, but there's all there. It does feel good as well to help. Um, absolutely, and and not only does it feel good to help somebody, but it also adds to my pile of healing as well because I'm never going to stop working on myself. I mean, it's going to be a lifelong battle, and I also have bipolar one. So, you know, bipolar one, MS, um, you know, all the toxicity I grew up with. I also have, you know anxiety issues, sleep deprived issues, nightmares. So there's a long list of diagnoses that I have, but you know what I do is I just try to pretend I don't have anything wrong with me and I take each day as it comes and I react accordingly. So there's times where I call people <laughs> to, to get me to relax. So, Oh yeah. That's why I mean, I, everyone yep. needs the support. I mean, even, you know, even yep. the top needs support. We're all in it together and I'm no better than anybody else. And I just tell people, we're ears. We're a set of ears. And and I feel personally that and I, out of all the podcasts I've listened to, um, you know, before meeting you, of course, I 
I feel that we're the only ones up to that point that had offered anything like that without some sort of catch. I hope. I mean, I hope. I hope. I hope we're yeah. not. But it's good. It's good that it's out there, right? Oh, I feel good about it. <laughs> and, the, and the shirts. Um, again, uh, if anybody's interested, uh, they're they're actually almost gone. They're um twenty five dollars. It includes shipping anywhere in the U.S. or anywhere. It's a flat rate shipping, two day priority, twenty five dollars. And we also made bracelets. I came up with a, a silicone bracelet, and it says T.O. and Frankie J on one side, and the bracelet's obviously green for mental health awareness. And then the other side, it says I'm aware. But then I went a little bit further, and then on the inside, I had etched out I'm never alone. So the bracelet reads T.O. and Frankie J, I'm aware, I'm never alone. So it kind of just good. runs. And, and that meant a lot to me to design that, too. And those are, yeah, I mean, that almost performs like a double, a double feature. Cause like, say you're feeling that loneliness where the isolation, depression, suicide kind of link all together. Mm -hmm. Now you're, you don't feel alone, right? Nope. You don't. And when you have that bracelet on, if you can just look at your wrist and realize you're not alone and something so silly as a little silicone bracelet really, you know, touches people in ways that I still haven't even experienced. So what I've done as an incentive, if somebody buys a shirt, I put two free bracelets in, um, in, in the envelope. And I do that for one, a couple of reasons, one for you to have a bracelet, the purchaser, and then one to share. Yeah. Perfect. And that's how you share awareness, spread awareness. Definitely how you do it. And that's what I've been doing. And, you know, it's something that I've really taken a passion to and what better way than spreading awareness and, uh, supporting local charities here in Buffalo, New York that, you know, deal with this kind of stuff every day and, and to understand exactly what they're dealing with on a personal experience level. And it, it just means the world to me to be able to give back. Finally, I, at age 42, finally figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't figured it out. I'm a little older too. So, well, age is only numbers, they say. But. <laughs> so um, do you have any kind of final words before we call this a day? Because I know we're going to, we've yeah, got some future absolutely. stuff that we're going to probably do. Uh, we just haven't mapped it out yet, but I'm sure we've got some other projects to, down the road. Oh, absolutely. I, how'd I don't you, how'd you like to close it out, my friend? Um, well, what I'll do this is I'll first of all say thank you uh, for having me on. It's been a great pleasure, a great honor. It's been wonderful. I, I feel like you and I uh, crossed you know, paths for a reason. Um, the importance for me of mental health awareness. And again, I'll, you know, provide you an email with all the links to, you know, you know, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram as well. And if anybody's interested in purchasing a shirt, uh, again, a portion of the proceeds do go to charity. Absolutely. Um, we have the bracelets and you'll have one of 50, um, one of 50 series two shirts. And it's going to be special because when series three comes out, we're going to do 75. So as we grow, the shirt volume will grow and um, we are a set of years. And with that being said, I, I can't thank you enough for having me on your show. It's, it's been great. I've listened to some of your shows and you and I, like I said earlier here um, are cut from the same cloth and to be able to run into somebody that I feel I have a lot in common with makes me even more comfortable to keep spreading awareness and to even open up more. So I guess on that, on that note, I'm thankful that you've had me on and I hope that I've uh, shared a little bit with everybody out there listening on your audience, uh, 
forward and hopefully maybe i've i've uh helped somebody just by talking to you for a short time absolutely well i'm honored to have you on thank you so much i'm i'm grateful for the friendship that we've started with this so it's uh you know welcome and thank you for everything you've done well you're welcome and you know it's something that i feel i owe um there's you know people that have helped me through tough times and the least i can do is give back and um no thanks needed i it's what i'm gonna do it's who i represent now and i'm gonna move forward here and i'm gonna keep spreading as much awareness as i can and however i gotta do it and if i have to do it by talking to you every day i'm gonna do it I love it, man. Well, we're all like, to your point, we're all in this together. So Um, before everybody calls it a day, please subscribe, follow, rate, review. We'd love to hear some feedback. Once again, it's been Frankie J. Um, He's got a podcast. He's got shirts for awareness, for mental health awareness. He's got uh, the bracelets there. I hate to say like there aren't like the Lance Armstrong ones, but those are the ones we know the most popular, right? The yellow ones, the lip strongs, but they're green for mental health. Um, Once again, Thank you for joining us on Not Conscious. Frankie J, thank you so much again. Oh, thanks for having me. Again, it was uh, it was awesome. I had a good time, and and um, I look forward to getting together again here and and develop even developing this friendship even more because I think, you know, together, if we even meet once a month or once every other week, if we can spread more awareness, that's just the goal of my, my side here, and I'm going to have you on my show here once I get back up with season four. Sounds great. Thank you so much for joining us. Everyone out there in the world, thank you for listening to Not Conscious. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.